Hey guys, welcome back to Book Life with me, Miss Lamb. And I want to say a early happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm kind of in full Thanksgiving mode right now because I just got done doing a corn maze this morning with some friends and um, had street corn also. It was delicious. And I'm off for the week. Saturday and just got off for the whole week. So I'm excited. I have lots of plans. I've got some plans to volunteer. I've got some plans to do a game night with my daughters. Um, gonna have some dinner with my mom and dad and got some biking planned, got some hiking planned. Um, I just got lots going on. So I'm really excited. But I'm also excited about this episode because it's inadvertently Thanksgiving related. So a while back I saw um, Sharon Says So. She's, um, she talks about politics and things, but in um, a neutral way. It's like she's not one side or the other. And anyway, I found her on Instagram and she mentioned some books that she does for book clubs. And one of them was Killers of the Flower Moon. I was like, oh, no, that looks interesting. So I mentioned it to our book club, one of them, and a couple people decided to read it. Not everybody, which is fine. So, And I listened to it. It's very long. And then we found out, well, they're making a movie of it, which maybe is why she recommended the book. I'm not sure. So we decided to go see the movie as well. So the whole episode is about me and one of the other ladies. Um, actually, Miss Homan. I struggle between, I guess, Gail. We'll call her Gail. And I uh, talking about the book and kind of comparing it to the movie and then what the movie was about. And, but it's all about uh, the Osage Indian murders, which I had never heard of until this book was mentioned on social media. So uh, therefore, you know, kind of the Native American angle. Thanksgiving, that was kind of inadvertently why I say it's sort of Thanksgiving related. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what the episode's about. And what the book itself is about and it is based on a true story so as far as i know much of the facts are true and i just wanted to share it with you guys so without further ado here we go hello 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 (laughs) we just talked about how i uh, always start with hello hello apparently so i needed to make sure i did that but all right, so you apparently are the person with all of the notes and the um, information today. Oh. <laughs> so um, I did print, which you were just looking over well. I did print kind of a very, it's not very short, but I'm going to shorten it, summary about the what the Osage Indian, um, Osage murders were all about, which I guess my question would be, and I should have investigated further, but I didn't prepare very well again. Um is this just, are these same rules about the head rights and all that kind of stuff that you know of specific to the Osage? Or, I mean, it was kind of similarly true for all Native Americans at that time, right? I thought so. I thought it was definitely, it was something that was kind of a common practice. That's what, what I thought. what I got from it. That's what I thought as well. Okay, because it basically talks about how the Osage, uh, they came into massive wealth because they discovered oil and that they, um, I mean, basically after that, it, it became a thing where people saw them 
riding around in chauffeured cars and mm-hmm. fancy things and stuff. And they're like, oh, they're not spending their money wisely enough. So we need somebody to be responsible for them. So they basically took over their money and they had to ask for permission to spend and that kind of thing. Now, I fully can't define what a head right is. It says granting each member an inherent head right to to the share of the nation's mineral. That doesn't tell me what it is, though. But, I mean, head right is just whoever's responsible for their money for them, right? No, the head right is the person who has the right to receive the quarterly distribution of the funds from the tribe's underground mineral estate, which was the oil. The oil. So the head right wasn't a big deal until they struck oil. Right. So them, the person who gets that percentage of the oil sales is the head right. But I thought some people... So, for example, Hale is who we're kind of talking about. He was trying to get their head rights. Right. Like, how do they, it, it, just by their, their death and marriage? Yes. It's supposed to pass on to the next person in line okay. if they die. So, then what so is it called? So, if you're married to someone, you're the next person in line. Right. What is it called, whoever was responsible for, like, doling out their money to them? Because they, res- they weren't in charge of their oh, own yeah, money. There was, a, there was a name for that. What was it? <gasps> That, that's I what I was remember. trying, and that's what I was confusing the... Um, yeah, that's different than the head right. Yeah. So they I deemed minors and incompetence um, by a judge. If a person was deemed incompetent, the probate court could appoint a white guardian. They were just considered guardians guardian, then, yeah. to oversee their financial affairs. All right, so anyway, so they had guardians that were kind of responsible for that, but the head rights is what they were after, and then this one particular gentleman, um, William Hale kind of came in and started finagling how to get the head rights. It basically was just all about the mistreatment of this particular group of Native Americans and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the systemat- systemic, you know, I don't even know the rest of that sentence, but treatment of them and how, you know, they yeah. were trying to just take their money away from them, which they weren't even allowing them to have in the first place anyway. So, right. so we read the book. Read the book. Well, I listened to the book. You listened to it as well, right? I listened to it as well. I differentiate that. I know a lot of people don't, yeah. but I do. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get listen. less out of it when I listen to it. Yeah. I know that's true. Yeah. But I hear more things when I listen. Like, I will read more books if I listen to them yeah. than if I only read. Right. So, since you were read it the most freshest, what's your opinion of the book? Um, well, I, I did. I enjoyed the book. I thought it was it was a lot of information I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't even know the story. So and I think that was a big deal for Hollywood, I think, is to tell the story. Like I think that's why you had so many like big name people in this particular film. In the movie. Yeah, in the movie is because they wanted to tell the story because I didn't know the yeah. story of the Osage Indians. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um and I think the book also was good. The book went into a lot more detail with the FBI, which I right. wish they would have done. They didn't do that in the film. Um, and so I really enjoyed that part, too, understanding kind of how that kind of came yeah. to be. Because it had three sections to the book or just two? I know of two. If there hey, was three, I can Because they recall. sectioned off the FBI part yes. and whole Edgar, you know, uh, Hoover and all that stuff. Right. And Herbert Hoover. Why did I say Edgar? I don't know. Um, yeah, so I thought that was cool. Too. But, yeah, it was a lot more information yeah, for that yeah. part. So I did, you know, I, I liked all the details in the book. I liked the story because, like I said, I didn't know all that information. And just the fact that it was based on a true, I think that gave gave it a lot of weight because it was based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny that when I saw this, because I saw it on Instagram, and Sharon Says So, I think, is her Instagram thing, but she's very popular, and she does, um, she's a social studies or government teacher or something, but she tries to get political information out there, but in a very neutral way. So instead of, you know, this party or that party, it's mm-hmm. very much just this or these are facts, and this is what it is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's, it's very... Which is funny, because I didn't even know you had read the book. I think I Googled, like, books that are going to be movies soon because I thought I would bring that to book club. Oh, really? And then whenever I talked about it, I was like, well, what about this? And you're like, well, I've already read that book. So yeah, because she had mentioned it on there. She, like, does a book club, I guess, yeah. and had mentioned in that one. I was like, oh, well, let me look at that one. And then, yeah. And then I think I mentioned it at book club one time, but they were mm-hmm. not interested in it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not dramatic enough for some people. Right. right. <laughs> but, yeah, so then I listened to it, and I did like it. I, um... It definitely felt, had those anger moments of, like, you just kind of can't believe that we treated people this way and, like, literally treated them as if they had no intelligence, no capabilities to run their own life. Exactly. In the book, I mean, there were a lot of lines in the book that were very much demeaning. The way people were thinking of them was a very demeaning of that they were more animal-like than human-like. And would anybody even care that they found a dead Indian kind of talk in the book? I don't think they did it. They did a little bit in the film, but really in the book, they kind of drove home people's attitude towards it. Yeah, which I found it interesting, though. I was a little not confused, but so we treated them like they're nothing, but yet they didn't mind marrying them. And I don't think all of them married just for the head rights and just for so it was just kind of a confusing thing to me like because typically if you feel like people are beneath you or not you know as good as you Mm -hmm. or you know not worth talking to you don't marry them well i think some of the marriages were probably just for the money probably more so than not you think probably yeah probably i mean i think the main characters they did try to drive it home that they really did love each other it was a real sort marriage. of, sort of, sort of, <laughs> even though he was, you know, oh, I was going to point that out doing to you. bad things. That was, that was one of my questions I had uh-huh. in here. in this thing I had, it says that, um, under, which we'll get to this cause we're, there's going to be spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet or read the book, mm. you're going to know what happens, but mm. I mean, it's online. Um, it says under pressure from his uncle Burkhart had been giving his wife poison laced whiskey to drink. Mm. So, but she had diabetes in the book as well. Mm. Right. Didn't she? She did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because at the very beginning, I mean, it was such a tragedy because I remember at the very beginning them talking about how she was supposed to be the first one to die with her illness and she ended up losing most of everyone in her family. Um, So, yeah, she had diabetes in the book for sure. Yeah. Which I was a little bit confused about the because she eventually they brought her insulin which made her even more sick. So was it the whiskey that was making her sick or did she actually get real insulin? Because he wasn't finagling her insulin at first, I didn't think, but maybe he was. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. Because so, in the in the movie he was he messing with the insulin in the book as well? Because I, I don't remember. That's what I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I but, did make a note to myself that I felt like in the book he wasn't as guilty as much as he was in the film. Yeah. Like, like I didn't feel like in the book he he was more innocent. He was just kind of swept up in what his, was it his uncle? Uncle His Hale, uncle, yeah. Um, was kind of getting him into, and he wasn't really as 
bad as the uncle. Yeah. So since I read it, listened to it a while ago, uh, it wasn't that long ago, but you just listened to it, what, like a week and a half ago? Yeah, probably. Like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was he, did it mention him doing all the other killings and the bombings? He was definitely and all that kind of involved stuff? in the other people, but I don't remember her being as involved with the wife. Okay. Like just all with the her bad stuff with the wife. Yeah. But yeah, definitely her family. Like he was definitely, um, he went and met with the guy who blew up her the sister's house, house yeah. and all of that. Um, so he was, but I don't remember him being so directly involved with her. Right. Which right. he apparently was according to this and that. But yeah, this says whiskey, but in the movie, uh, and it was the insulin that he was yeah. like actually like playing with the insulin and something. Yeah, putting something but, in the insulin that was bad, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you have other notes here. Oh, I just kind of made a pros and cons list. Okay. Like what I liked uh, and what kind of I didn't appreciate as far as like the um, the connection between the book and the the movie. Um, the movie. Um, I like it pretty. It, it followed pretty closely to the storyline, and I appreciated that. Yeah. And I think it's because they wanted to tell the story as right. is, like because it was a true story. Um, I liked the time period content stuff that was in it. Oh yeah. Like what you know. Like, I don't know. And what I also liked is there were little nuggets in the movie that had I not read the book, I may not have caught. But I did because I read the book. Um, like the electricity thing. They talked about how they were one of the first people to get electricity because they were so wealthy. Yeah. And you, they didn't really go into that in the book. But, like, in the show, all of a sudden you saw, like, lamps appear and lights hanging down with, you know, with electrical wires and stuff like that. So there were little things like that that if, if I hadn't read the book, like, it wouldn't have stood out to me. Right. You know? Um, the uh, – oh, the reasoning behind why the Indians couldn't manage their own money went into a lot more detail in the book. Like, they yes. kind of went to it into – Yes, it was – Brushed over. It was brushed over all of the negativity towards the Indians and why they couldn't manage their own money. Um, and the other one was the Indian FBI guy that was the undercover guy. Like, I knew as soon as I saw him that yeah. that's who he was. But in the in the movie, you're like, oh, he's you just somebody from another tribe. Yeah. And But I knew right away because they talked about him a lot in the book. So I liked right. that. And that was another like thing that had I not read the book, I wouldn't have known as much about his involvement Definitely in the FBI. Not. So I thought that was that was kind of cool. Um, cons, I did not like that they didn't go into the FBI starting as much. Yeah. Because um, in the book, they really talked about how, like, the FBI at the beginning, like, they had no rights to do anything. They definitely didn't arrest people. Yeah. Like, they just went and asked questions. That's all they were able to do. Um, so they didn't really go into that very much um, in the book. And... The other thing was um, DiCaprio's, was his Ernest? Yes, Ernest Ernest. Burkhart. Um, Ernest Burkhart, like I said, in the book, like in the movie, in the book I almost felt bad for him, right? Even though he was involved somewhat, I feel like he was kind of like, pushed into it by his uncle pressured and, and yes felt like and he had no way that. out kind of but in the in the film i didn't feel bad for him at all like he he did horrible things and see that's funny i get i think i, I kind of felt a little different you didn't feel so bad for him in the film in the book i didn't really um in the book i just felt like he was just kind of dumb yeah and just kind of like yeah eh whatever I don't. I didn't really think about it much. Maybe, I, maybe I also was partially confused. Yeah. Because there were a lot of characters, 
And that yeah. does overwhelm me sometimes. My yeah. small little brain, I guess. Well, when you're listening, it's harder. Yeah. I think when you're reading, it's easier to keep characters straight. Yeah. But, but in yeah. the book, I did, or the movie, I mean, I did feel like, um, I mean, I, I have to say, I, I don't know Leonardo DiCaprio very well. I mean, Titanic. And I remember him back from the days when he was on Growing Pains, if anybody remembers that. <laughs> he was on Growing Pains? He was. When all the other kids were getting grown and they kind of needed a new kid. I forget what his connection was or how he came to be, but he wasn't wow. one of their original kids. Okay, I don't. I, I must not have watched it yeah. long enough because oh, I, I was in love how... with Mike Seaver, so <laughs> I watched Growing Pains all the time. <laughs> so, but yeah, he was on that. He was very little, obviously. Um, but other than that, I don't watch a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was really good in this. Oh like, yeah, really, really good. Oh yeah. He I mean, even just good. his teeth. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Like just. <laughs> He had to put those on every day when he went on set because he he definitely played the part well. Yeah, but he played it like in such a way like, again, it's one of those villains that, well, for me, maybe not you, but those villains that you kind of like. Yeah. And that may have been a carryover from the book for me, too. Yeah, maybe. Because I liked him more in the book. In the film, I was like, why are you doing this to your family? Yeah. You know? But. Yeah, towards the end, I kind of wasn't. I was was over it a little bit, especially whenever, you know. What he got came back, and he was going to he was going to testify the first time, supposedly. And she, I guess, didn't know yet or didn't realize that he was part of it. So she was like all kind of in his corner. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's because I knew, and right, she didn't. Right. But, but yeah. Um, right. The the only time I think I really kind of felt bad for him is when he lost his child. Yeah. His child passed, and that was kind of, that was a sad moment, but. Yeah, but at that same time, then when the uncle's across the way there in his cell, trying to be like, oh, just so broken heart, I want to oh, be like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, really? Because you're, like, murdering their entire family. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. But, yes, right. I do feel like if I hadn't read this book first, I don't know this movie would have got, it, like, done it for me. Yeah. Because it was long. It was long. Three it, hours. Wasn't it over three Ooh, hours? It may have been a little over three hours. <laughs> it was a long movie. Good thing we were in the comfy seats. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it was long. And yeah. like you said, there was definitely pieces that didn't kind of, like even in the beginning when he first shows up and he's talking to his uncle and his uncle's like, yeah, hey, so what, you know, think about this, this Molly chick. It like was instantaneous that they created this match and he was going to marry her and it was all, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like done. I just felt like very, I wouldn't have probably followed it as well if I hadn't read the book because it didn't, wouldn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me the way the movie presented it mm. because it was just so quick. Yeah. Whereas I guess in the, the uh, book, it says right here on this thing about how I was kind of writing how they, Martin Scorsese, CZ, CZ, however you say his name, wanted to do the movies. Like what I wanted to capture ultimately was the very nature of the virus or the cancer that creates this sense of a kind of easygoing genocide. He said at an October 16th press conference, when there is betrayal that deep and we know for a fact that it was that way, there's our story. And he, um, that was not actually part I wanted to do. He had, uh, in adapting the books, Scorsese said that he wanted to shift the spotlight away from the all white guys and make Molly and Ernest's marriage the driving force of the film. Whereas in the book, you kind of like is a whodunit. Yeah. Like you're kind of trying to figure it out. Figure but in the out movie, who the bad guys are. It right. takes a while to figure that out in the book for sure. And you know almost right away in the movie. That's what I mean. By in the yeah. movie, even when he's talking to him about marrying her, it's like 
you know this is what you're going to do because we're going to take their money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You may not know there's going to be murder involved, but right. you know they're going to take their money. Right. So I'm going to read this too because um, this is just kind of historical information. Nor did the saga of the Osage Nation's wealth end with the killer's convictions. In 1925, do we even know when this happened exactly? No. I did not. Is it on this one? Oh, it just says, uh, orchestrated brutal murders of numerous members of the tribe in early 1920s. So in the 1920s. But in 1925, Congress passed a law prohibiting non-Osage people from inheriting head rights owned by people with Osage or other Native American ancestry. But complaints about the federal government's dealings with the Osage Nation's assets continued. In 2011, after decades of legal tussling, the U.S. government finally gave the Osage Nation a $380 million settlement and agreed to a variety of measures designed to better manage the Osage Nation's assets. I just thought that was interesting that it kind of continued all the way until 2011. That is crazy. Before wow. they actually, like, really acknowledged and settled the whole hmm. situation. So, um, so I, I would be interested in, I mean, do they still live there? Is there still an Osage Indian compound today? Hold that thought. Today, the Osage Nation notes on its website, so there's an Osage Nation still with a website. I don't know if they're specifically still there, but I'm based off of, uh, you know, at the end of that movie, they show some, like, tribal things that they still, I think, do today. So I kind of thought that maybe they they were still there. Um, Mm. Approximately 26% of Osage head rights remain in non-Osage hands and can be passed to non-Osage entities at will. It says, we are not relics. The Osage Nation is thriving on our reservation in Northeast Oklahoma, a people of strength, hope, and passion, honoring the stories of the past and building the world of the future. So, they are obviously. Yeah, I'd almost forgotten about that last shot at the end where it was like more up today. Yeah, it was a very like, modern thing. They were doing all the, the I don't know what they were doing. Some, some sort, sort of ritual, tribal right? yeah. dance ritual thing or whatever. And, you know, and it was their just dress. Like, yeah, and yeah. you could they just kind of spanned down. You saw all the people that were yeah, involved. Yeah. So it was definitely mm-hmm. still something that they do today. So I think, you tell me your thoughts while we're on air, but I think I'm going to maybe put this out for um, my Thanksgiving episode. Oh, okay. Since, you know, Native American, yeah, Osage. Yeah. And how, how we have not treated them well. Correct. <laughs> Even though the stories go that we're all, you know, like... And we haven't been. Great yeah, buddies but, you know, having our feast on but Thanksgiving. But I think it's good to tell these kind of stories um, so we can try not to repeat the same mistakes. Well, yeah. That we've done in the past, you know. It's just... Actually, but do we still? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think in different ways, but... Yeah. I know I recently just saw a meme or something, I don't know, and it basically said that same thing. You know, people are upset and don't want us to talk about the mistakes and the things, you know, the bad things in the past. Mm -hmm. But yet, if we don't talk about them, they're guaranteed to repeat themselves. So by educating us. We have to learn our lesson from these things. 100%. (sighs) So my only note that I have, you're going to laugh. No. So when I went to go look up this stuff, um, of course, what pops up first Wikipedia, mm. to which my question is, why is Wikipedia always, 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 always first, but yet we, we tell everybody and we're not supposed to count on it? It's not dependable information. So why does it always pop up? It's like the biggest, That's boldest. That's your note? This yeah. is your note? 
That's not even about the book. That's my question. Um, It's about my research of the book, though. So isn't that like algorithms as more people click on things? That's what pops up first. Is it algorithms, though? Or is it people? Can't you like pay or advertise? Or is it just algorithms? You're a tech person. I I don't know the details of this. But uh, from what I understood is search engines are based on how many people click on it. Right. Right. And that's what kind of comes up first. Um, So there are people out there who still click on Wikipedia and look at it. And probably because it comes up first. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I still do. So. I take it with a grain of salt. Right. But I look at it. Right. It's not that wrong. I usually tell my students if we're doing something um, related to science and they find something on Wikipedia, it's just, just go confirm it somewhere else. Right. Like, it's a good place to start. Yeah. But it can't be your only source. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. I was like, all I can find is because I was trying to hurry because I was doing like 10 things at once. I was like, and it's Wikipedia. And I don't know if you can pay to get higher up. And I, know, I thought again, I am not, be. I am not a person to ask on that. I thought somebody had told me one time, like who has the most, but algorithms makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Whoever, but, but then once you get up to the top, then more people tend to click on you because you're the yeah. first thing that comes up. So you tend to stay at the top. I think. Yeah, true. But 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 wait, and this is completely off topic. Sorry, my poor listeners. But when you um, so. Sometimes when you're looking at one thing and, you know, people have manipulated their websites or names or whatever to mimic something else, but it's mm. like a something people shouldn't be looking at. Yeah. How do they make sure that they show up? Because they can make sure that theirs shows up. I don't know. That's beyond me. Yeah. It's beyond <laughs> me, too. I was just curious. That, I don't know. It just made my brain go in a different direction. Yeah. Um, so I did want to mention a few of the people that were in the movie because I was mm. impressed because when we looked up to go see it, we had, what, like five days? Yeah. That's like all it was playing was five days. Yeah. In, in Lakeland. In Lakeland. in Lakeland. It was playing in Tampa and Orlando longer. Yeah. But, yeah, it only had like a one-week span that I saw. Yeah. So I really feel like, as you stated, they just wanted to get this story out there. They felt it was important yeah. and wasn't expecting it to be like a huge hit or anything. But Robert De Niro right. is in it. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Well, Robert yeah, De Robert De Niro is the main bad guy. Main bad Leonardo guy. DiCaprio is the other one. And then um, the, uh, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser was John like, Lithgow. almost a cameo. Yeah. Like, not even, I mean, even these big names, like, they weren't even main characters. Right, nope. Like, they just, they didn't show up to the end. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they definitely got pr- plenty of, like, I felt, like, very true, probably Native Americans, if not Osage, actual people because they're not known people right they're definitely just more who was the other lawyer you were saying his name john lithgow john lithgow yeah from footloose yeah (laughs) because that's my main thing i connect him for yeah yeah they were both attorneys and i feel like there was a couple others but those were the two that showed up at the end i was like oh oh look at there they're in there yeah and then it's funny that you mentioned the the native american guy that was the fbi agent Mm mm-hmm because I liked him. Yeah. He was very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I was he like, was in the oh, movie. he's probably the FBI but guy. But I also liked his character in the book, that they described oh, yeah. him yeah, yeah, as yeah. being like, an, you know, above and beyond as an yes. FBI investigator. And and he was so good at what he did and all that. So whenever he showed up, he, and he was attractive, so yes. that helped. Um, <laughs> More so I with the like, hat on than off, but still. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I know, I know what that guy's I know doing there. Is. I know what he's doing. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah, I did think it was cool. I wish they would have said a little bit more about just the FBI agents in general because most of them that he, this guy picked, which I don't remember his name, 
but um, for his team were good people. Like, you know, like you said, stellar above and beyond kind of had, you know, all these, you know. And they they didn't come into it with, oh, these are just Indians. They came into it with people are getting murdered and we need to try to ask around and try to figure out what's happening. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing I just remember we need to mention. So I know the other day when we watched it, we talked about the fact that some of the parts that they did that felt gruesome Oh, yeah. But unnecessary? Or did yeah. we decide that it was necessary? Well, going into it, um, I was kind of like, why is this going to be rated R? You know, yeah. going into it. Because I didn't feel like it needed to be. No. Um, but we figured out, once we got into it, that yeah. the reason we rated R is because during some of the murders or whenever they found the bodies, there were some very gruesome things that they showed. Yeah. Like parts and head parts that were coming apart and just so I think and and I know we talked about like they didn't really need all that but maybe they did you know kind of turn that around to maybe they needed it to be that gruesome so you really felt how horrific yeah and that's true that this thing that happened to these people was horrific and if you kind of brushed over that I don't think you're really given people that is the a good true point Especially feeling. in movies, because mm-hmm. we see so much of it yeah. that it's just like, <clears throat> eh. Right. So, yeah. And then I right. didn't really understand the scene where they were by the river with Molly's sister, and they were, like, like doing the autopsy there by the river or something. I didn't understand yeah, what... Yeah, well, if that was the early normal, 20s. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. Was that a normal thing, though? Probably. Really? Probably. They didn't and... even take them back to an office anywhere? They just did it wherever? No. With all these people looking? Yeah, did the autopsy and was like sawing her head open yes. so they could try to find the bullet. Yes. Was the point. And they never and supposedly I say found they never it. Even, well, and they never really let us know that's actually what they were doing. Again, we knew because of the book. Yeah. But I don't think that was obvious what they were doing. Right. right. In the movie. Right. So, I don't know. I just. Yeah. It was very gruesome, that part too. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I was but. But then maybe that was needed so people actually feel the the horrifying part of them getting murdered and what happened to them. But Yeah, true. So Fair point. Yeah. Okay, well, I think I covered all of my things, including Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got all your... I did. All of my notes are done. All your notes are done. Yes. Okay, so are we going to uh, do another historical... <laughs> maybe later we'll give it a break a little bit and uh maybe if another one comes around we will i am listening to oh is it a higher call that the guy on my veterans day episode mentioned so i'm listening oh. to that so that's my next historical one but it's world war ii and like the german soldier and the american soldier oh yeah you were, you were talking about becomes, that one yeah yeah so okay. so anyway so okay well thanks so much you're very welcome bye bye Okay, so was that super interesting? Yes? No? Well, hopefully you found it somewhat interesting, and either you'll check out the movie, or obviously I hope that maybe you'll check out the book. Again, I will say it is kind of long, but um, the book does have some cool stuff about the FBI angle and all that stuff that we talked about that was definitely more prevalent in the book than in the movie. So I do recommend giving it a try, and um, hopefully you will enjoy it. But if nothing else, hopefully you just enjoyed this episode and kind of gave you a little bit of insight about what the book and all was about. I also hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving 
and do whatever it is that you love. I forgot one of my big plans for Thanksgiving Day is watch the parade. I haven't watched the parade in forever. And apparently I have a friend, the other friend, ironically enough, that watched this movie and read the book with us, who is supposed to be at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year. So I'm going to look um, very hard for her on the screen while I watch the parade. So I hope you have an amazing holiday. And as always, if you'll please share with a friend, like, rate, follow on Instagram, booklife32776. And I thank you so much for turning the page with me.